All right, welcome back to the episode of the Fan Connection Podcast. Today, you're jo- uh, I'm joined by Berta Man, so it's just myself and Berta. You hello, can find hello. him on uh, TikTok, I think, as as well as obviously Twitch as Berta Man, B-E-R-D-A-M-A-N. You can find us as the Fan Connection on all platforms. Um, and Twitch, you can find us as some lazy guy zero nine. Uh, so to start off the podcast today, quick joke. It's a terrible joke. It's essentially a dad joke, but it's, I'm using these little joke sheets to keep tabs of what we're talking about today. So what, Berto, this is asked to you. What did the mushroom say to the other mushroom? Uh, what did, what did I say, Mike? What did You're they say? a fun guy. Oh God. Nice. I hate myself for even saying that. How's it going, Danny? First in the chat, let's go. You know, I just realized this is actually coincidental, but I'm drinking my jaw out of a Minions cup today. And you know what's funny? A funny story about this is this is the cup I hate the like the most. Like, I just don't like drinking from this one. So I know that I need to do a load of, uh, like, the dishwasher every time I get to this cup because it's always the last one left. That's fair. That's fair. But fa- at least yeah. you one. It makes sense. Yeah. And, but, like, the funny thing is, like, you know, like, the Minions movie just came out this week. I don't even know if you're going to watch that, but there's been so many. The marketing so for that movie is insane. So many yeah, memes, there's so many, too. there's so many memes about it. Like, just people yeah. dressing up and stuff, like, in full suits. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm just, not, yeah. I, I was thinking yeah. about it. It might be one of those movies I watch at home. So, J-God says trade Petrie. Don't worry, J-God. We will get to the Canadians at some point. Uh, but we're going to start off with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they didn't really do too much in free agency itself. It was more the re-sign phase. Just to bring it up quickly, though, uh, they re-signed Evgeny Malkin to a four-year, $6.1 million extension. So, $6.1 million per season. Uh, Raquel signed an extension where he gets six years at $5 million per. Uh, the guy on the left definitely give the best. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not going to read that out loud. <laughs> and then uh, Jan Ruda. I got a three-year deal from the free agency day, $2.7 million per season. So the Pittsburgh Penguins, honestly, like they didn't get worse. You know, they still have Jari as their goalie. They still have Crosby, they still have Malkin. Uh, they still have Raquel. Uh, and he played very well for them down the stretch. They, I saw they re-signed Alex Nylander. They brought in a better defenseman in Jan Ruda. So they technically upgraded in a way. They made the playoffs last year, snuck in despite the plethora of injuries they had. They still have Mike's... Sullivan as their coach. Berta, do you, do you see Pittsburgh as as staying as a playoff contender here? Yeah, no, they'll be a they'll be a playoff team. I don't know about contender. No, but like, like um, contend for a playoff spot. I mean, not not necessarily. Oh a yeah, I I yeah. think I think they're gonna make the playoffs still. Like all, all they need to do is just kind of have proper goaltending. But like to be fair, their team should be good enough anyway, just to like get in the playoffs without goaltending. It's just a matter of what they'll do in the playoffs. You know. Um, yeah, I like the signings they made. You know what, man? Like to be honest, if they can find a way to load manage Malkin, I was thinking about fine. this because I was like, yeah. I was as a Canucks fan, I was like, you know what? I'll be fine if Malkin comes, but like, let's just load manage the hell out of him. But like, NHL doesn't really do that, right? So no, it's um, not like the NBA where LeBron James is like, yeah, I'm gonna take the next couple of days off, guys. I'll see you in a week. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go to Florida and rehab. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what's going on in Florida, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I agree with you. Like the NHL doesn't do that, but I mean, hey, mm-hmm. like, if they if they, they figure run Crosby, out some sneaky way, mm-hmm. I, look, they they got Raquel. He he's played center at one point in his career, right? You could always try him. I know they they got I, some good players. Still. Do they still have like, Brian Boyle too? He played quite well for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. He looked I could ch- he looked I'll check pretty solid for, right for the Penguins. So. While you're checking that, just to kind of to reiterate, like I, I still see the Penguins as competing for a playoff spot next year. 
Uh, the mm-hmm. East, not going to lie to you, is much stronger than the West, especially after free agency. Uh, a lot of the Eastern teams, especially the Atlantic, loading up on players. We'll talk about that oh, more yeah. in depth today. But is he, is he still there? No, he's not. Oh, damn, I love Brian Boyle. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so I think we can say Pittsburgh is still going to be at least contending for a playoff spot next year. Moving on to the Edmonton Oilers. So the Oilers re-signed Evander Kane for a four-year deal. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, Thank you, Jacob. They did re-sign yes, him. Yes, sir. In my opinion, yes, $5.125 million per season alongside Jack Campbell, free agent at a five-year by five mil. And Brett Kulak re-signs at a four-year, $2.7 million per season or 2.75. What do you think of those astute signings? Yeah, so okay, I was gonna ask you what you think, but here, so what I think is a Kane signing is very good. Like, I know it's a like a risk, but it seems like he's like doing better, right? And it seems like he really likes playing in Edmonton, likes playing beside McDavid. Like, who wouldn't? Um, it's not that much money to be honest for oh. like a 30 goal score, right? I think, I think he's gonna be a 40 goal score next year, but I, yeah, that would be ideal if you're, if you're an Edmonton fan, right? So, but like. That being said, like, like, just let's just go off of like what we know. Like, we know he's a thirty goal scorer, right? At least. So, yeah. yeah, at least. So, if he gets that, that's like overachieving his contract, in my opinion, and that's a really good signing. My concern with Edmonton signing here is, I know there wasn't too much to go off of for goaltending, but I think signing Campbell to that much is a little scary. Like one of one of his stats is. I found extremely interesting is like his adjusted save percentage, right? Uh, like the last two years, he ranks 30th and 35th, right? Out of all yeah. goalies, which is kind of tough, you know, and not kind of tough. That actually is very tough. But that being said, you know, you had Mike Smith play pretty good there. And I don't, I'm not very high on Mike Smith. And you've had games where Koskinen's played pretty good. So, if they can just manage how they play defense in their own zone as a team, that could definitely help quite a bit. And, uh, you know, he he's definitely... I think he's better than Mike Smith, obviously. And I think he's better than Koskinen. So it is a little bit of an upgrade, but we'll just have to see how much that is. Because when you do these, like, free agent signings, you want to see... You want the player to at least play to their money, but it's a good contract if they overperform that, right? Like, For me, I don't yeah. see him necessarily overperforming because if you look at goalies around the league, like Demko makes five mil, and like there's very few goalies that make like a lot, a lot of money. You know, like even like Kemper, like you're like like, Price and Bobrovsky. Yeah, yeah, and so you got to see like if he's gonna overperform that. And in my opinion, I don't think he's going to overperform that contract, but I think his ceiling is getting to that five mil mark, like being that of that value. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so for me, I. So okay, I I'm not a like I don't mind Jack Campbell. I think he's a fine goalie. I don't see him as a I see him as a fringe starter. Like I see him as a starter, but not as an elite starter. So I see him. He's he's gonna give you quality starts. He has stretches, as we saw last year. He can be an all star. He's not gonna cost you games that often. I think he did cost them the series in Montreal at some points, but uh, I mean that was just Carey Price being a god at that point. So can't really blame Jack Campbell. I need a hero from right. uh, Satisfied Bandit. Uh, I'm assuming that's Satisfied Jake, right? I don't know, to be honest. Is that, is that not the same person? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, if it's not Satisfied Jake, feel free to drop a follow and uh, join the community here. But uh, no, as I was saying, like I, I don't like Campbell yeah. that much as like my starter. That's not the guy I'd go for. Um, 
So that's just my opinion. So pay him five, like I don't mind the five million cap hit. It's just for me, the five years. He's already 30, what, 31, 32? Mm-hmm. And he's a guy who's never been a starter until he went to Toronto. And he has one good year on an elite team. Like I'm not, I, I'm a Habs fan, and it takes a lot for me to say that about Toronto. But no, I'm satisfied Jake. It's satisfied Bandit. What? That was not good English, but... That, yeah, you just said you're satisfied, Jake, but not. <laughs> uh, but okay, since you asked, nice. Ah, oh, thank you. I appreciate the uh, follow. Well, Welcome yeah. to the community. We're happy to have you. And we're happy to have you interact. Uh, so anyway, as I said, like I don't see Campbell necessarily being good those five years. You're going to get into another Mike Smith situation, mm-hmm. I say, in two, three years. Where you have right. a guy who's... Yeah, when he's, when he's not playing every game, he's great. He has good starts. And he, he helps you get the win, but you need that other guy. But now you're paying Campbell $5 million. Yeah. It's a bit of a risk it, to me. I mean, it, they're, they're it banking is. on the cap going up, and it's supposed to go up quite a bit. Not this year. This year's supposed to stay relatively flat, but the year after, it's supposed to go up quite a bit. So uh, maybe that's what they're banking on. And then by then, a $5 million goalie as your starter slash tandem is actually pretty cheap. So I think that's what oh I think that's what Edmonton's banking on. And Brett Kulak signing, I love that deal. I love Brett Kulak. I think he's a great defenseman. I mean, by the fourth year, he might not be worth the money, but for the first three, guarantee you he's either on the money or slightly over. So, uh, moving on. Uh, before we move on to Colorado, uh, I just want to touch upon. I saw in chat J God and and uh, Satisfied Bandit there. We're talking about uh, Nazem Kadri. So we haven't talked about him yet, and we didn't even have him in our topics. So I'm glad they brought it up. Berta, where <laughs> do you see? Nas signing. I was hoping he would go uh, somewhere. I was hoping he'd go somewhere like Montreal, but obviously we have no money, so I didn't expect it at all. Uh, but I, I, I kind of expect the Islanders right now. I heard they were in on Goudreau. They were in on some of the bigger names. Didn't get it. So they still have that money. They're still in on these guys. So I could see them maybe say, hey, you know what? Barzal 1C, Nas 2C. Number yeah. 91 in in an Islanders jersey would look kind of good. So I think, yeah, I think the Islanders yeah. would be a good spot. Yeah, I, I think they would be a good spot too. Um, they, they mentioned, I think Jay God mentioned Detroit it would be cool. I think that would actually be a cool signing, but they already signed so many players already. Like if I look at their cap friendly, oh, you know what? They still have 10 mil in cap space. So they t- technically could complete, like sign him and it'll be completely fine. And you have Larkin, uh, Larkin and Codgers, your one, two. Which is actually pretty good, I would say. That's a good one too. Um, I don't know where he's gonna go. I have, I I haven't heard anything about where he where he's gonna go. I initially thought he might go to Philadelphia, but they literally have no cap space. They didn't do. Oh. They did nothing to help that at all. They didn't want to. And they think they're gonna yeah. win next year. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I'm just looking at like how this week has gone so far, I think Calgary losing Goudreau is really like it's it might trigger a reboot a retool or whatever rebuild sorry what am i trying to say it, it might, might trigger be a rebuild, a rebuild. For calgary yeah yeah because like if they they've already lost like one of their best player they're their actual best player he just came up 115 points whatever it is that's a huge blow and like now it's like they have to chuck does to chuck even want to stay there now without goudreau and like you know like if they're if they're looking to like still be competitive or whatever and like swap somebody in I know he's not Goudreau, but Kadri could do that. They have the space now to do it if they really want to. But yeah, I don't see it. One so, team I think that's been around yeah. a lot of players, though, like a lot of rumors like Debrinka, JT Miller, and uh, just uh, Goudreau as well is New Jersey. And they can definitely sign. They have 16 mil in cap space. Still? They can for sure. Yeah. They can for sure sign them. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is, is like, if they want to keep Searson, he's up next year. 
if they want to keep Ryan Graves, he's up next year. If they want to keep Tatar, Anderson, is Jack Paula, Hughes due for his contract too? Or do you already get it? Jack Hughes is already signed, so he's exactly. he's good to go. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know that that would be a really good signing for New Jersey because then you got uh Jack Hughes as number one center, Kaji number two center, and even Heisher's a third center. Or you can even mix that's, and match. That's always you too do much. It. You almost you'd almost You're rather right. them. I'd rather see them go for a defenseman. To be honest with you. They have so many defensemen, though, dude. They have Dougie well, Hamilton. Ty they Smith. just got, yeah. They just they just uh, drafted Nemec as well, and they're also having Luke Hughes come up. So they have a really nice one out yeah. forward, right? It, it's that? tough, but like you, like you don't, like you don't need Kadri there. Like that's just that's you, just you don't. But like they have sixteen million. Yeah, you have like, the sixteen million. You know? Might as well sign him. Uh, yeah, so I mean that would be a really cool thing to see if if they have a one two three like that. That'd be that'd be pretty crazy. But yeah, I don't know. I don't have any really predictions outside of that. Like if I if I were to say one team's gonna overreact, it'd be Calgary because they just lost Goudreau and they're gonna throw him money. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what so, do you think about Calgary? Yeah, do you th- or yeah, do you think they're gonna go rebuild or do you think they're gonna go like try and you know uh, okay, react so to this card or I, I think. Okay, I I think uh, I don't think Calgary's getting Kadri. I don't think they're getting any of the big fish. No offense to Calgary, I just don't see it happening. Brad Tree Living doesn't tend to do that, so I I don't see that happening. Especially if you think about Calgary, right? They have Lindholm, they have Monahan, they have Backlund, they have they, they have a pretty expensive center core already. Kadri doesn't doesn't make sense to me. Like unless you throw Lindholm on the wing, play could play the right wing. You never know. Um. Mm. So to me, I don't see them getting anybody like that. I think they're like I said. I think they kind of knew this was going to happen. That's why they got Toffoli back and sign and have him on a Calgary big contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, oh, I, I don't. Think I think so, Toffoli man. was their insurance for either Manjapani or mm. Goudreau leaving. I think for Manjapani, maybe Goudreau was. Yeah, I think it was for Manjapani, but now that they have so, the money for Manjapani, they don't have to lose Manjapani. So maybe the maybe they just do Manjapani Toffoli to replace Goudreau, and then maybe sign one other guy similar to them, and then hopefully. By committee, you replace Gujo. And that's what they're going to go for. And, it, okay. and if you look at Daryl yeah. Sutter, the way he runs his teams, you don't need the superstars. He, he's a good coach, good system. If you have the right guys in place, not necessarily superstars, mm. you'll still you'll still make the playoffs. So I think that's going to be their goal. But I do think Calgary will will have to go through a rebuild soon. I don't see them quick, signing anybody major right now. Quick like little last touch on Calgary before we move on. I just saw Jay got say called you to caps and I don't know why I didn't think of that. That makes so much sense because Backstrom's like retired. But they already so, got Strom. Uh, yeah, but yes, that's actually true as well. But anyway, quick touch on Calgary. They are pissed off. Like they are really mad. Like I, I've heard so many reporters well, he decided last minute. Yeah, so <laughs> this, that's that's why. So like so many reporters have heard like over the last day or so uh talking about how his legacy is now completely ruined in Calgary, and now uh, mm-hmm. like it's just it's over, right? Like it's because the, the way it went is like the whole the off season went by, and the contract stuff didn't go well. So they got to the season, and then he said in the season he doesn't want to talk about the contract, and then he like led all the way up to like the last minute, and then he said ah you know what never mind, and, and he wanted to be he closer to, to home, but he's yeah. still an hour away from home. So so now my flight, yeah. Yeah, so like now, if you're Calgary and Calgary standpoint, they now missed uh, either dealing him, they missed uh, doing other negotiations with other players, they prioritized him over to Chuck and Mangiapani and other free agents, right? So they now missed out on players because of that, right? Because he took so long to decide, and then when he finally decided, he just kind of said, "Screw you guys," and he left, you know. And like, so they're fucking, they're like pretty pissed. So that's why I'm like trying to, I'm wondering if they're gonna do like an overreaction type thing, but. Um, 
I think the right thing to do is just kind of rebuild here. Like, I don't see a core at all. I, I, I don't, like, I know Kachuk's good. I don't think Manji and Pawnee's going to have as good of a season as he did last year at all. Uh, I think this is probably going to be one of his better years. He was close to, like, 40 goals, wasn't he? And, yeah, so... Yeah, but he, he like, dropped he, off to end this season. Like, he was... Yeah. He was... Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, he's going to be crazy. Like, he's, like, goal per game at one point, right? And... And then it just kind of dropped <laughs> yeah. off a cliff. I so, mean, that, yeah, that's that's what happens with these guys. Like some of these yeah. guys will go on crazy scoring streaks, and then all of a sudden teams are like, "Oh, let's just guard him a bit more. Like, not let's just yeah. defend him a bit more closely." And then all of a so, sudden, dries up. Right. Yeah. Um. Just the, sorry, I already said last thing on Calgary, but just actually looking at their cap friendly. Guess how many forwards they have signed right now? I'd say like nine or ten. Six know. forwards. What? They have six forward signed beside like Manjipani and Tachuk are, are RFAs. Yeah. Or let me see if that counts. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, no. Without them, it's eight forwards. I I, I miscalculated. Oh, it's close then. That's close. But their forwards right now that are signed: Backlund, Lucic, Coleman, Lindholm. Lindholm's good. Tafoli, Dubé, Kevin Rooney, and Trevor Lewis. That is their forward right now, as of today. Nice. So that is very nice. tough. <laughs> like that is extremely tough. I mean, Lindholm's obviously very good, but yeah. Uh, so, can I bring? Oh up, God. Can I bring up Vegas fast because Jay God brought them up uh, sure. in chat. So actually, before we do that, uh, Satisfied Bandit asked us, "Okay, right now, who do you have winning the cup?" It's hard to say because a lot of big names haven't signed yet. Uh, I I hate to be that guy. I'm going Tampa. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Tampa too. I'm saying Tampa I hate to well. be that guy, bro. I have to. I won't. We yeah. won't go into Tampa signings yet. We'll go into that later. Uh, yeah. but I'm sorry, Bandit. I know you said uh, I know you said Avs, but I I just see it being Tampa this year. Uh, so let's get into Vegas. Screw it. I know that I had them pegged for the next one, but Vegas. Jay got brought the Pacioretty trade. They're like, we all know who won. Or sorry, the Suzuki trade. So can I give you a list of assets that they tend yeah, to lost for thing. nothing because of I this think trade? Sent it. Yeah, but so go on. They so to acquire Patcher like. To acquire Pacioretty, they theoretically give up a first, a second, a third to get Tatar. And then they give up Tatar after doing all that. Suzuki and a second, which became Norlander, right? To the Habs for mm -hmm. Pacioretty. And then they give up Pacioretty and Dylan Coglin for nothing. That's eight assets. All technically <laughs> second round pick and above slash third round pick and above only only oh one of those assets God. is less worth less than a second round pick right what a clown organization so seven assets worth at least a second round pick given up for nothing yeah i, I cannot believe and the canes man. are like yeah we'll take yeah wait 30 he had 30 something goals he was nearly a point per no sorry he didn't because he didn't play that many games he had like 36 points in like 37 games he's like nearly a point per game right this year patrick <laughs> Like, okay, yeah, we get a point per game player. Yeah. We get like a 23, 24 year old Dylan Coglin, right handed defenseman who took steps, models his game after Alex Petrangelo, a bit of a late bloomer. We can get that guy. He put on a bunch of size in the offseason, like they asked him to. Okay, we can get that guy <laughs> and patch ready for free. Mm. Why not? <laughs> so, and then they're like, okay, now let's go get Brent Burns. So, like, you yeah. look at Carolina, honestly, like, they could be they could be the dark horse to beat uh, Tampa Bay in the East, in my opinion. Uh, you know, they, they, they're, their forward core is essentially the same. I think they lost Trocek, but other than that, their forward core is still elite. Um, they lost, they lost, um, 
They lost on defense D'Angelo, but honestly, well, the locker room... They brought here, in Burns. They brought in Burns to replace D'Angelo's yeah. offense. I mean, D'Angelo, to be honest, more dynamic, dynamic offensively than Burns is, but uh, I think the locker room cancer of D'Angelo cancels out as well, so that's gone, right? So now you have, you know, Brent Burns, Pacioretty, both are seen as leaders in locker rooms. Pacioretty, a former captain. For nothing. I think that's what they needed, to be honest. Like they need yeah, some like, they just need another like leader. leadership and yeah. like a little bit of some older presence, right? And both of them are still pretty good. Like honestly, Burns' defense is a little underrated. Like his uh his stops at the blue line, like like for his own entries, yeah. it's very good. And like, yeah, I just before we, we keep going on Carolina though, can I just say, like, has anybody noticed like okay, first of all, how Vegas has fallen so much is just so funny. Like I love it. Like they went from like the top to start off and like now they're just so far down. I and bought like, I bought a Vegas hat because that, back yeah. when they were still like the underdog team, you know the Riley yeah. Smith, William yeah. Carlson, uh, John and Marshall so line. You know I think they ha- maybe had Stone at the time, but they they're still seen as like the hardworking team, mm-hmm. and I, I love that about them. Like they're the team of opportunity. You know they bring in James Neal, David Perron. They bring in all these guys no one wanted anymore. Cody Eakin, Eric Howla. Uh, all these guys like Flurry teams had all given up on these guys. You know, Shea Theodore they got for next to nothing, right? Just for taking on a bad contract. So they brought in all these guys that teams are willing to get rid of. They build yeah. up a team with a true identity uh, that's going to outwork you. Uh, they they're going to win as a team, and then all of a sudden something a switch just flipped in their mind. They're like, we're getting every single big fish, no matter what it costs, no matter what the salary cap is. We don't care. Because we'll handle that later. Well, guess what? It's now coming back to haunt you. You got Mark yeah. Stone was at nine and a half. Patrick was at nine. Uh, Petrando was what, like eleven or ten per season, something like that. Eight? No, no, he's at eight. Oh, he's eight. Still, okay, that's bit, still yeah. pretty high though. Like, so yeah, wait. Eichel ten, right? Uh, so, so yeah, so Eichel's at ten. Petrando yeah. at eight. All these huge contracts being signed. You know, Marsh is still at, like, over the six. cap. Yeah, that's the problem. No, not anymore. Not the patch right. No, they they're technically over by a mil and a half right now. Yeah, but then how. but then the the Weber contract comes into effect. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then they get the extra like eight million in cap space. Yeah, even though they're only paying um, Weber a million, which is. But what so I was stupid. alluding to before uh, was I don't know if anybody noticed, but Eichel went from Buffalo to like a supposedly much better team. Yeah, but now oh, they have like fallen so much. Like even okay, so it's funny that Leonard's on the team because he was also on Buffalo, and like Pacioretty is a huge blow, man. I know Eichel's very good. He's honestly, I I expect him to be one of like he's gonna stop reestablish himself as one of the top players in the league. Like I really believe that. Eichel, but yeah, yeah. Um, but his the rest like, of the team is gonna be yeah. Like I still like Stone is very good, but like Pacioretty is one of their best goal scorers, man. That is a tough blow. I, I can't believe they did that. Like, um, I'm sorry, literally for you, nothing. You, you took you took away Eichel's best partner. Like, you took away his yeah. best option because Eichel, Eichel can score, right? He can shoot, he can score, but he's a really really good playmaker as well. Yeah, and I, I love Mark Stone, but his goals are all the hardworking, go to the net, outwork you, outmuscle you goals, right? Yeah, he's like he's like a better Gallagher. Like, he's a bigger, better Gallagher. I'm gonna be honest. That's he's of... more. You know what? Like, I think a lot of his value there, a lot of his value his from his contract is his leadership, but also his two way game. Like his two way game yes. is really good. Hundred percent. Right? So, he's a winger. Like one of the best in the center. league. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I like him on that line. I would have. I was so excited for the 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 like 2015 or 
2017 Atlantic All-Star line of Mark mm. Stone, Eichel, Patrick. That would have been phenomenal. That would cool. I can't believe we didn't see it at all. Wait, did yeah. we see it? No, we never got it. to see it because they were yeah. always injured. One of them was injured at one point or another this season. Yeah. And and they just willingly give up. Like so like like I said, I listed off eight assets. They lost for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, yeah, you got two seasons of Pacioretty that didn't come out to anything. You guys lost to Montreal in the conference finals. Like what mm. we, like what what? It's just it's 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 just one of those things that like, you look at Vegas, it's just Dude, you, you 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 played like the casino, man. You you went in thinking you were the house, but you <laughs> were not. You were the yeah. guy at the blackjack table thinking he was winning everything, and you got robbed blind. Carolina sure. took you. Don Waddell took you for suckers, man. Oh my god, I can't <laughs> believe it, man. Or the NHL in a way. Yeah, that tweet they that, that tweet they put up was pretty funny. Fucked up. So you'll be missed. Um. If, through the future considerations that's pretty funny. oh dude yeah that i sent you yeah. the carolina yeah, one yeah. right yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 carolina's trolling the shit out of them yeah. so i guess we kind of uh, already addressed carolina so i'll cross yeah the list i was gonna well. say what's the next team um so this will be yeah okay so moving on will be the colorado avalanche this is more just re-signings uh but yeah we'll, we'll kind of just reiterate what we think of the avalanche as well and uh satisfied jake happy to have you here uh you missed us both calling the the Penguins still playoff contenders. Like not like Stanley Cup contenders, but they'll contend for a playoff. They'll make spot. the playoffs. Probably we, we had respect yeah. for them. We had respect. For yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Um. So and we liked their moves. Uh. So Colorado, they got Nishushkin at uh, eight years, six point one two five mil per season. Josh Manson at four years, four and a half per season. Lekkinen at five years, four and a half per season. That's some big money for. I'm gonna be honest. Secondary, you know, secondary scoring. Yeah, no, I. You know what though? I I don't mind it. Like they just came off winning the cup, and they already have their core locked up. And it's like, you know what? Let's just lock up the rest of them. I think that's what they did. Like Manson was a very. I think Manson's their best signing because I I'm very high on him, and he's one of the better right hand defensemen in the league. I think, and he's on a good contract. But yeah, the other two, like for sure, they're secondary players. Like they're gonna be in your third, fourth, third line probably, right? Like that's where they're gonna be, and um. But you know they're going to be good, though. You know they're going to be good third liners. If I don't see it becoming a problem for them later because their core is so young. Like, Makar is so young. Uh, Ranton is still fairly young. McKinnon's well in his, he's in his prime, right? So, yeah, like, they're going to be and, fine. And the you know? like, what, 28, uh, 27? Yeah. Lekkonen's 27, 28 as well. Josh Manson's yeah. pretty young. Like, th- those aren't it, bad deals per se. It's it's just more the term they just kinda, they each got. Yeah, they just got basically just doubled down. They locked in that saying this is their team, right? Like, you're yes. going to see very few kind of... Their, uh, their first two lines yeah. are the exact same, except they don't have Kadri. Yeah. They're still going to be running McKinnon. Was. McKinnon is one of the centers with Rantanen and I think it was Lekkonen. And then they yeah. had Landeskog, Kadri. Uh, it was Landeskog, Kadri... Nishushkin usually, or they would do McKinnon, Landeskog, Nishushkin. Like they, they basically it was always Landeskog with Nishushkin, Ranson with Lekkinen, and then Kadri and McKinnon would alternate between those two lines. But now instead of McKinnon and Kadri, it's going to be McKinnon Comfer. Not a huge fan of that. I don't mind JT Comfer per se. Like he's not a bad center. I don't like him as my two C. I love I love Comfer as a three C. As a two C for me, he's not. He's not. Uh, right. He's not the best. But um, Jake did bring up a good point. We completely forgot oh, about. Oh, Yeah, 
Um, I am not high on that no, at all. Neither. I completely forgot that they even did that, so uh, <laughs> they need a better goalie than him. Bro, they're running <laughs> Georgiev and Fransuz. Like, I would have rather, like, if I for all the money they gave out, I just realized they gave out so much money, they should have just probably gave Kemper's 5.25. Well, do you, just, do you just drop Manson and keep Kemper? Something I don't know. Make even it's, if they all take a like like five hundred k less or so, just make it squeeze in somehow. Yeah, yeah. Kemper is a way better bet than Georgiev. Um, that being said, Georgiev, I don't know. He could definitely prove us wrong. But from what I've seen, he has not been the greatest of goalies, and I I don't yeah. see him being a elite number one starter. Which they don't need to be honest, because I don't think Kemper is an elite number one starter. But I don't see him being as good as Kemper was. You know. Yeah. No, I agree. Jake got in chat. Jake the Habs fan. Because uh, Jake was saying go Habs go at one point. Yeah, I saw that. Maybe yeah, we're, maybe we're turning him. Maybe we're turning him to the Habs here. Maybe I'm convinced. I don't know. Jake got this guy, you know what? Him. I get a Snapchat from this guy every day of him being Batman. So I don't even know what this, what's up with this guy anymore. He's like <laughs> He has like this Batman filter and every day is a new coat. Oh, yeah? It's like, it's like, oh, I'm vengeance or like, I don't even know, man. He's just, hey, good he's for him. Going... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of Montreal, uh, some some stuff to talk about. I think we already talked about the Romanov trade, so I won't get too much into that. But they basically gave Slavkovsky his entry level deal. They gave uh, Mazar, Mazar, I think is how you say it, his entry yep. level deal. So both first round picks they made uh, this year both got their entry levels. Uh, so obviously Shane Wright, uh, Nemec, uh, Yurichek, they all got their entry levels. I think Logan Cooley as well, and Arizona did as well. Uh, so yeah. a lot of a lot of the guys this year got their entry level deals, which is kind of surprising because everyone's saying, "Oh, this is more of a project draft." compared to next year where it's all these studs, right? So mm -hmm. it's nice to see that, you know, maybe it's not going to be as much of a project draft as we still thought. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. Uh, but then speaking of Montreal, Jay got brought it up earlier and I wanted to touch upon it. Jeff Petrie. So Jeff Petrie has not been traded yet. The rumor's been forever. He's either going to go to Detroit or Dallas. Detroit just put a bunch of money down. We'll talk about them in a second. They just spent a shit ton of money on players. So I don't see... I don't see Detroit willing to give up assets for Jeff Petrie. Maybe Detroit says, yeah, you know what? We're good now. We're going for it because they, they have a bunch of players there. But like I said, I don't see them going after Petrie. Uh, that's just my opinion on it. I, I think Dallas is still the best fit. They have a few prospects in Dallas that Montreal would love, especially Maverick Bork. Played in the QMJHL. I think he had a great run or if not won the Memorial Cup. I'm pretty sure he just won a good run though. I don't think they won. Um, but Maverick Bork was on one of those trios in the qmjhl that just tore the league apart so uh and he seems like he's almost ready to make the jump so i think montreal if if they're talking to dallas about about making this deal i think it's you know what throw maverick bork in there it's a non-starter and i've also heard that uh montreal like kent hughes he does not want to retain salary which for me it's like well if you can retain like maybe 20 percent or 15 percent like Ottawa did with matt murray if it makes a deal go through why not just do it like bite the bullet we're not going to be we're not going to be competitive within the next two years. It's not. I don't think that's the goal for Montreal. Like we're, we're arguably the worst team in the Atlantic after this off season. So, or at least one of the worst after this uh, off season. So, to me, it's to me, it's like Montreal. Just kind of accept your fate. Go for Bedard, and and uh, build for the future. I think Chicago's gonna beat you to that. To be honest, I mean, dude, they don't have a roster. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. they still have Taves, Kane, and, and Jones, right? Like, they still technically have some superstars there. It's just, like, you look I, at their I goaltending, guess. you look at their depth pieces. The rest like, of their team. <laughs> like, they, they, like, their first line's going to be Domi, Athanasiu, and uh, and Patrick Kane. Their second line's yeah. going to be Taves and whoever else decides to show up. 
So is Taze even healthy to play? I think so. Okay. Because he, he, he had like an immunosuppress. He was like immunosuppress or something, so he couldn't he couldn't play uh, during COVID. But now that you know all the restrictions are going down, people are vaccinated theoretically at least. Uh, he should be able to play. I, I watched Bork play, Bork play in the Memorial Cup. Yeah, he was he was pretty good. I, whenever I did watch, he was good. Uh, Spider from Nardo says, "I think if Montreal were moved, uh, if Petrie were moved, it would have happened by now. Montreal rides it out, or he is dealt super late." The thing is with Montreal, it's uh, Kent Hughes is never in a rush to make a trade. You know, and especially with Petrie, you don't have to. We still have two, three years left of him. I think it's two years left, maybe three of his contract. It's not a terrible contract. He's still a good player. You saw at the end of the. The season, as soon as they moved out Ducharme and his awful system that that yeah. every single player on the team would tell him, we need to change the system, we need to change the system. He's like, no, it's system. You need to stick to the system. <laughs> you know, classic NHL coach shit. They refuse to listen to other people. Uh, so, Brian St. Louis, he adapts a system where they play more man-to-man, and then guess what? Montreal wasn't shit anymore. They were just bad. And it was nice to see. And Petrie was Petrie again. He had 20 points in 28 games or something under under St. Louis. So if you're another team, you'd be buying low on Petrie. If you buy right now on Jeff Petrie, you're buying low. If you wait to the deadline and he starts putting up good numbers, you're buying high. Better luck next time. You should have bought him in the offseason. So to me, to me, it's Kent Hughes knows what Petrie is worth. So he's waiting for the right deal. He's playing it really well. Honestly, he, I honestly can't use has been a godsend and, and so is uh Jeff Gordon. I don't want to get too into it because I'll just be talking about them for hours because I love these two guys as as uh, managers in Montreal. But um yeah, he yeah, played team. he played with Borgo and Dubé. Exactly. Yeah. Um okay, yeah, next team. We'll talk about Detroit and then we'll so guys, just to let you know, we're splitting up this stream into two episodes. So we'll do an outro at one point, but don't worry, we're not leaving. We have another stream after this. We're gonna talk about more teams, but we're gonna end off this part at least with Detroit, Buffalo, and and uh, we'll talk a bit more about Chicago. So Detroit, they sign Andrew Kopp, Ben Sherratt to a 4 by 4.75. Oh, I don't, I don't like that David deal. David Perron, which yeah. I like. I like David Perron. I like Kopp. I, I don't yeah. mind Kopp, but like, I love the good. Perron signing. And Dominic Cooper, yeah. I love that signing as well. But ben, yeah. I want to talk about Ben Sherratt first. So the one argument you can make as to why you could think that Pichu will still be moved to Detroit is because maybe Steve Eisman says, look, the time when Ben Sherratt played well was when he was with either Weber or Petrie. So if we sign Sherratt, <laughs> bring in Petrie, he's got a familiar face, put them on the second pairing. They're sheltered behind our superstar, right? They're sheltered behind their superstar on the first unit. And then you run the Petrie Sherratt pairing. You make the playoffs by some miracle, and then you bully the Leafs because you're probably going to play against them in the first okay, round. Okay. And then this is not... Austin Matthews is going to look up and see Petrie Sherratt. He'll have some sort of PTSD from the Montreal where he couldn't score. He had one goal, and then all of a sudden Detroit's in the second round. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, all, all I'm saying is, uh, okay. all I'm saying yeah. is that is a terrible signing, Steve Eiserman. Like I usually. I usually just blindly respect what he does because he makes yeah. so many good deals. Maybe he's going to dunk on me right here. Maybe maybe Ben Sherrod's going to turn into some Norris-caliber defenseman playing alongside their superstar. Um, so, you know, maybe... Uh, I don't know, guys. I have no idea what the direction is of this, of this yeah. team right now. I really don't get it. Like, I, I know... 
Cop is a good signing, right? Like, I can say that he's in his prime. He's uh, 28 years old. He's signed for like five years or whatever. It's not bad. Larkin, he's expiring after this year. So I don't know. I, I think the Larkin, whatever they do with him, whether it's a deal or a trade, that's going to be the biggest telling sign yeah. of where this team's going to go, right? But I, I really like the Dominic Kubelik signing. I mean, it is 2.5, which is... I, I don't know. I don't is even know if he's year? worth it. It's one year, right? It's, it's two years. But, like, it's a... You know, I still low think risk. it's a good bet. It's Yeah, it's a low risk. It's a it's like it's Detroit. They're not in a contention right now. So it doesn't really matter. Peron, you know, he provides, a, you know, like a leadership uh, role. And he's, you know, he can still score. Two years as good. well, I think. Uh, two, two years. years. Two years. Yeah. Two years. yeah. So I mean, both Cobb those was, are... Cobb was the only long one and Sherratt. Yeah. And Sherratt were I, I, don't, I don't mind, like, all three of those signings. Just the Sherratt one, is <laughs> that one's tough, but... Uh, yeah. I, I see Spider-Man saying in chat, he's saying that uh, Detroit wants to move those by the deadline. So it, it could be one of those things like they sign Perron, they sign Kubelik, and then they make them play well. If they're not in the playoff spot, they say, hey, Tampa Bay, you can have yeah, one extra going... year of yeah. Perron at a pretty low hit. That's probably going to happen, to be honest. So, yeah. And same with Kubelik. And then they yeah. say, yeah, let's get them. And they get them and boom, you're set. You know so, why? I actually see, like, it, I feel like this is very much the telling sign of where they're going to go this specific year because just next year they have Larkin as a UFA, Bertuzzi as a UFA, uh, well, Pierre Suter, he's not like a big guy, but I mean, he's UFA, Sunquist yep. is UFA, uh, Adam Ernie's UFA, um, Zadina's a RFA this year, and then on the defense side, you have Oli Mata, uh, I don't even know who this other guy is, some Jordan dude. Oh, Jordan Orsley, I know him. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the UFA. Yeah. And then Tampa uh, is screwed in eight years. Bro, what do you say? In eight, yeah, years, eight years, the cap's yeah. gonna be like hundred and ten million. <laughs> and Sergachev's gonna be a like a super good cap hit. They, yeah. Jay God, they're fine. They know what they're doing. They they hired the former assistant GM in Montreal when they drafted yeah. McDonough and won a bunch of Calder Cups. And they said, We don't want to hire you as the GM. You're not gonna be promoted. We're hiring some other person. And then he walked away, went to Tampa, made their Syracuse crunch into a superstar team learned a bunch from steve eiserman and then took over and built a freaking back-to-back Stanley cup champion mm. and somehow but, keeps yeah. voodooing the cap as if it doesn't exist and we'll talk about that yeah. in the next one no but I, I was just getting to like so basically for for after this season yeah uh detroit has 10 players signed for the next season they have three players signed so it's this is like very much telling year for them like uh, to see what direction they're gonna go but yeah. you know so far i mean not bad signings, just the Sherrod one. Yeah, Detroit's kind of right. interesting because they they have some older players on their team. They're they're kind of stuck between two cores. Like Moritz Sider's coming up, Simon Edvinson. Well, if Moritz Sider's coming up, he's he's up, he's ready. But mm. Simon Edvinson's coming up in the system too. He's a he's a high end pick, big defenseman, left handed. So him and Sider could be a terrorizing defensive pairing going forward for in the, for the future. But mm. you look at their offense, you know, you got yeah, maybe Joe Valeno local kid uh, he i played with this funny i played with his brother i put hockey with uh, joe Blano's brother uh, a few years ago so that's kind of cool um so like he's coming up like 30th overall pick he could be pretty good he's showing yep. some signs zadina's showing some signs lucas raymond the problem is do you stick with larkin and bertuzzi or do you say you know what we're gonna run with raymond we're gonna run we're gonna run with um zadina we're gonna run with valeno Maybe Michael Rasmussen. I would. Uh, and I would you, definitely. And you walk away sorry, from on. from Larkin and and Bertuzzi. 
Uh, so be... for me, I, I would definitely. I don't know about Batruzzi, but you got to keep Larkin, in my opinion. I think he's like. I think if you did on any other team, any other market, you, you'd be like. Um, Regretting it. More known as one of the better players in the league, for sure. Like, you, people know, but like, I don't think they know, know you know? Yeah. <laughs> said no so many yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll see what they end up doing. We'll see what they end up doing. Um, and then, who else did I say? We, we talk about a bit more about Chicago. Chicago is one of those things, it's like. They're 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 showing their hand, guys. We we know they're going for Bedard or Mitchkov. They just want a top four pick in this next year's draft. They just mm-hmm. want a guaranteed top four pick. They want to finish last, if not last, they want to finish before last. They want one of those picks. So is so is Arizona. Both of them are showing their hands already. They've traded out basically everything. Arizona's already stockpiling picks for 2026, 2027. They're gonna botch it again. So pardon. They're gonna botch those. I already know. I have I have, oh. I have no faith for them after like this. <laughs> draft like they, they got is permanently straight, but it's so weird i don't know what they did i don't know what they did they currently have 23 million cap space right now just just know that 23 mil and it's already like what is it three days into the free agency imagine yeah, they sign like kadri and every other person holy uh, fuck man look at their <laughs> look at their cap front okay i'm gonna read this out to you yeah read it out uh, read it. i'll just go from 2024 okay so they have they like have... one person left by then yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like, their draft picks, they have a first round, three third, three second rounders, and four third rounders. In 2025, they have a first rounder, four second round picks. Four. <laughs> what is this? They're really they have taking... basically, yeah. they have eight fourth round picks in the next three years. Wait, that is... second round picks. Sorry, eight, yeah, eight second round picks in the next three years. Well, that's 2024 yeah. and 2025. What do they have in 2023? They have one? They have one second round two third rounds why are they why are the they stockpiling round. for next year next I, year's supposed to be a crazy i don't know draft. man I, I don't get what they're, they're doing so weird man they're so a weird team weird. yo maybe this is them saying you know what we're going to be competitive in 2024 and 2025 we're going to use all these second round picks to be competitive. yeah that's possible possible, possible. Who, who knows, knows? do we have Too a much slogan in arizona though let's not even talk about them anymore kev, kev wants a, a slogan for for tanking for bedard Oh, you know what? We'll think. You know what? Everybody come up with one and then let yeah. us know because you I. Will, you know, have, we're, next we're gonna podcast, we'll have a vote. Next yeah. podcast, everyone bring your best one for Bedard and we'll and have Mitchkov. a vote. Do both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think do do one for Mitchkov, do one for Bedard. Okay. And we're gonna start the trend, guys. We're gonna be like, yeah. you know, like you know how like each year on Twitter, there's like there's a whole probably hashtag. already one on Twitter, right? Maybe I haven't I haven't seen any, but you know what? We're gonna make it work. It's gonna be our thing. Mm-hmm. We're gonna come up I, with the I best feel one. like if you're a Habs fan, the best one was the Price is Right, because it not only includes Price, yeah. but it includes and, Shane Wright. I think that's the best one. And then they didn't one. draft him, so yeah. I don't care. I just thought, I thought that, I think that, <laughs> that was pretty good. One. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Bedard's a hard name to. Yeah. Tank hard for Bedard. There you go. Not bad. Not yeah. Bad. All right. Next uh, team. <laughs> yeah. So last team on this part of the podcast. Then we're gonna move on to the next uh, episode. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. So they s- love the Goudreau deal. Seven years, nine point seven five million per season. That's that's a you know it's a yeah, little it's- expensive for me. Um, a little expensive for me, but you know what? You're getting the big superstar. It's bringing it's bringing in some sort of attraction to your team. Like Columbus has always been just kind of there. To be honest with you, like I never hated Columbus. Never particularly pay attention to Columbus. To me, like the not not that the city. I'm not making fun of the city, just the team. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a fun atmosphere. Like they have the canyon, like all this stuff. Um, 
But it's nice that they're finally getting a superstar. Like they had they had Panarin for a little bit, and then they lost him. They had Bobrovsky, and then honestly, probably a good thing they lost him. They had Duchesne. They got rid of him. Probably a good thing that they got rid of him, but once again, they had Duchesne at one point. But even then, that wasn't even like a huge superstar. So them getting a big-name free agent is huge because they had to trade yeah. for Panarin. They, had to... they, changed the, they changed the narrative, man. Yeah. Like, they're changing the narrative in their town. Like They have been drafting really well. Yep. The two defensemen they got in this, in this draft, if, they, if even one of them hits, that's a crazy defensive like uh, pickup because both of them have like, really high potential. Yep. You already have Wierenski. He's your number one guy. Yeah, I really don't like the Gabranson signing. I think that was a horrible deal. Yeah, 4x4 but... is way too expensive for Gabranson. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, um, yeah, he wasn't even that good in Calgary. Like, I understand no, no. Gabranson is the Daryl Sutter mold. He was but, just like, good in the system. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, now you have Goudreau. Um, you have you you have Lane. Like, I mean, yep. he's an RFA, but I'm sure they're gonna bring him back. Oh, like, hundred percent. Sure. They're gonna find a way to do it. I think. I mean, I hope they do. Like for their sake, but yeah. Um, Jack Rostovich, you see, he's a good he's a good center as well. Um, I wish they got. I I hope they get Kadri. I hope they get Kadri. If they got Kadri, that'd be crazy. Are you looking at their cap friendly? How much money do they have right now? No, not too much. They have two, about two and a half. So Ooh. they're gonna have, they're gonna have to move some people. So like, hit up Arizona. I know, man. like, they have money. yeah, they, <laughs> they have yeah, twenty something probably million. Will. Offer them you a twenty what? thirty pick, and they'll freaking take it. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, right? you want a second round pick in twenty thirty? Yeah. Here, like, I don't. So yeah, you know what? Now that I'm looking at it. I don't know how they're gonna go about this and sign Lane because he's gonna be asking for quite a bit. But I know, like, I, I feel like they wouldn't have signed Goudreau without having a plan. Because I think mm -hmm. they ideally want Goudreau and Lane on the team together, right? I'm hoping that's what they want to do. Because I think that's their make or break for the whole offseason. If we're going to grade them, I would say, like, right now they're, like, outstanding. They did, like, a huge job. They've got the biggest guy in the market. And they drafted well, right? So I think, um, I think Lane, whatever they do with him, is going to solidify how I feel about their offseason. Yeah. As of right now, it's great, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't like Branson. That's the one detriment to their offense. Yeah, that's so the one like really like, bad. You thing. could have still had four million dollars in cap space to be used, yeah. and you chose yeah. Branson. Like yeah. how? And I understand Jake. No, sorry, Jake saying um in chat that uh, <laughs> Jake saying in chat that uh, it's because he's a former third overall pick and all that his draft position. People think he's better than he is. I mean, then why did why did Dylan Strome go for one year, three and a half, and not get qualified by Chicago? Yeah, like, why, Okay, like I understand Chicago. I, like, I understand yeah. Chicago wants to rebuild, but why wouldn't you not just qualify him and then trade him for like a second round pick? Anything? Just, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't understand. He had like PM sixty sometimes. points last year, like fifty something points. Just play him with. Just playing with Patrick Kane to start the season, and boom! Guess what? He's now worth a second-round pick because everyone thinks he's amazing, and he's not even that bad of a player, to be honest with you. I, I don't mind Dylan Strom as a center. So oh, I think he's man. good on the power play. I don't. I even strength-wise, I think he's okay. I don't think he's very good. No, but... he's more of an offensive guy, but still. Like, yeah, yeah. The fact that Good Branson is four by four, and he can only get a one by three and a half. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know. Free agency is a very weird day. This <laughs> you is could like... say it's it's Fire Naruto's like you could say Good Branson is good defensively. He's also physical. Well, he is physical, uh, and a right shot defenseman. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. experience and grit. For so, people who are listening on the pod, it, this is like one of those quotations things. So it's the sarcasm. You know? Yeah, I was being sarcastic for the yeah, yeah, yeah. good defensively part. <laughs> Sorry, 
for those of you listening i apologize uh but that's that's gonna do it for uh this episode of the fan connection podcast for those of you on twitch please stick around we'll be going to the next one but for those of you on all the other platforms we appreciate you hanging out listening in appreciate your support drop a like drop a follow leave a comment if you have any questions we'll address them not technically in the next one because we're about to record that one but the one after your questions will be addressed and uh yeah so drop a follow wherever you are leave a rating the fan connection we're happy to have you as part of our community. You can join our Discord. Link is in Twitch at SomeLazyGuy09. We'll see you all again soon.